Hey, this is Kiran Agrar from the Sparkling Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Damun Boda in with us. He is somebody who offers absolute best in the service, somebody who you can rely on while buying a property. So, hello, Damun. How are you today, sir? Hey, my friend Kiran, I'm doing great, my man. How are you doing today? I am awesome, top notch, out of the world. So, let's dive right into it. I would be asking you a couple of questions, a few questions, maybe. And uh, it is for basically all the entrepreneurs there listening to this. the one of the entrepreneurs the real estate investors and the real estate agents okay so uh, let's dive right into it so tell me how did you catch the entrepreneurial bug oh man so i have been an entrepreneur for about 20 years now um, awesome so, you so are I... just almost double in my age when it comes to entrepreneurship <laughs> <laughs> You know, Karen. It started for me, I guess, in high school. Um, uh-huh. I, uh, I grew up in pretty humble beginnings, and uh-huh. um, the jobs that I had in high school, like I'd worked for some really, really, really um, intense uh, bosses, to say mm-hmm. the least, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the kind of people where it would just like suck it, suck the life out of you to go to work every day, mm-hmm. and. Um, And then I had, after high school, had moved to Buffalo, New York, and um, was going to college. And at that time, I started kind of hosting some parties at some local mm-hmm. bars in the neighborhood, and realized, you know, actually started making some money doing it, and mm-hmm. um, just kind of built up. And um, before I was in the real estate business, I was actually. A concert promoter uh, for about ten years, so mm-hmm. you know, doing that—that's kind of what propelled me. That first business that kind of came out of just wanting to meet friends and wanting a little more autonomy in life and things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so that's how you started real estate, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, what are you curious about right now? Like, what do you think about most of your time? What are you curious about? You know, I think ultimately, in, I guess in regards to real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the whole industry is changing pretty rapidly right now um, mm-hmm. in a way that you know people buy homes, people sell homes, the companies, the venture capital that's that's you know kind of coming into the business, right? How a lot of companies are launch, a lot of brokerages are now launching mortgage arms, title arms, you know, mm-hmm. things like home insurance arms, things like that, right? And I'm curious, you know, I'm I'm personally kind of wondering where that's going to go, um, mm-hmm. meaning. Are we going to see a rapid consolidation of companies in the real estate industry? Does that create kind of you know a lot of new entrepreneurial opportunities, things like that? So mm-hmm. I can't quite figure it out yet. You know, it seems like a lot of the venture capital that's being poured into the industry is um, a lot of it is about automating kind of real estate agents out of the process. But I mm-hmm. think that mm-hmm. you know. It's a little misguided in the sense that I do think you really need a human connection because a real mm-hmm. estate agent is a lot more than just someone who opens doors and you know collects checks, right? So, uh, so you're saying that you need more emotional touch to the business now, right? Instead of yeah, I mean, I think that ultimately, look, a good real estate agent is you know part-time salesman, part-time therapist, part-time financial advisor, part-time. Mm-hmm. Shoulder to cry on a little. It's kind of like an all everything, you know, kind of job. A lot of clients that I've worked with, you know, I've 
worked with them for a period of one to two to three years before they're actually willing to transact, right? And mm-hmm. it's kind of like going on this roller coaster ride for, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe that has to do with the price points that we work in in New York City, because um, mm-hmm. they're a bit higher than a lot of the rest of the, the world. Um, or maybe it just has to go with the fact that, you know, buying a home for a lot of people is a massive financial undertaking, right? And yes. I don't know if you can click click your way through that, right? Mm. I feel like a lot of different, you need a full well-rounded approach to be comfortable in the decision you're making. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very, very emotional business for people. Yes, it is. So tell me what is the most common myth about the field of real estate? You know, I think ultimately, I guess I just alluded to it in a previous question. Um, I think there is a perception that real estate agents are they're overpaid. I think there's definitely a perception that they don't add value to the transaction. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think that comes from a lot of different things. Um, You know, in New York, New York state, for example, you can get a real estate license with a 75 hour course and Mm -hmm. just passing relatively easy test. Um, Mm -hmm. Because of that, there's just, there's a lot of people that are in the business that, uh, don't put the additional time and education in to become, you know, the elite at what they do, right? And mm-hmm. unfortunately, because of that, a lot of consumers, their first experience of a real estate agent is a rather inexperienced person, and people are very put off by the sales, the salesy elements of real estate, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. The, I guess the the job, you know, the career, the title could go through, could hopefully as people go through the process, it's rehabilitated a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. how they the value of the real estate agent and the, the transaction process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I got you. So what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Um, well, I think when I first had my early businesses and, and this was actually before I was in the real estate industry, it was when I was in the music industry when I had made my first hires um, Mm -hmm. and started expanding my team, I did not have the strongest leadership skills at that point and Mm -hmm. management skills. And, you know, I didn't understand all that goes into leading and growing a team. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I had a lot of churn early and, Mm -hmm. you know, the work environment, you know, I'm a very type A, like driven kind of person. Right. But that, you know, that kind of ground and pound leadership strategy doesn't always work for everybody, right? So you have mm-hmm. to have a multi-pronged and kind of multi-pronged approach, right? To be able to get the people around you to grow and succeed in addition to, you know, which helps the overall growth of the business, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so hopefully, uh, you know, 20 years later and 20 iterations later, I've gotten improved upon that a little bit. Yeah. So. so that's your biggest learning. Definitely, definitely. It's it's pouring into people and, you know, really, and really getting, really helping people for the most part see, you know, the greatness in themselves, right? And mm-hmm. kind of actually bringing that to the surface, right? It's a lot nice. of folks are very, um, you know, they have the skills, they have everything, but there's a confidence issue. Uh-huh. And you have to create the kind of environment that allows people to kind of fully you know, become who they, become the best version of themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what I've tried to do and 
that's what I've tried to do in kind of later iterations of my team, right? Newer mm. hires and like that. So. Mm -hmm. And that is your one of the biggest learnings. Okay. Definitely. Okay, so tell me, uh, in your opinion, when, what is that one personality trait that everybody should have to succeed in real estate? Um, I think you need to be incredibly adaptable mm -hmm. because no two real estate transactions are going to be the same. Mm -hmm. um, not plug and play kind of job. I think that you have your dealing with unique personalities, unique sets of circumstances, unique properties. There's so many different elements that go into that. So for, you know, you might go into meeting a new client, prospective client, and, you know, during that first meeting, they may say, okay, I want to live on one, two, three Main Street. This is my budget. This is what I want to do. And a year and 10 neighborhoods later and a hundred properties later, you might be in a completely different place than where you started. You know? mm -hmm. I think that you have to be adaptable because a lot of times you can't predict the changes that are going to happen within your client consumer base, you know, and mm -hmm. they almost always do because oftentimes a lot of people, when they get started, they don't really know what they want and they kind of have to discover it through the process. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So that's an important message which you shared just now. Okay, so tell me if we had a time capsule on the show, okay? We mm -hmm. put you in that time capsule and take you back to when you were 20 year old, okay? What would be that one piece of advice that you would share with your 20 year old that would help you in your process? Um, probably creating more, more time for balance in life. Mm -hmm. You know, I think... Um, you know, when you're young and you're starting businesses, you know, it's easy to kind of fall into that workaholic trap, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're always sort of chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing, right? And mm -hmm. sometimes like, you know, there are definitely years in like my 20s that I feel like I would blink and like an entire year would go by, you know, because mm -hmm. I was so drilled down into what I was doing and, you know, 16 hour days, seven days a week kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. That... I think that ultimately life is finite and the more that you actually get to experience kind of, you know, an all encompassing version of it between like, you know, friendships and travel and work and balance and all the other things that make mm. this, you know, world worth living, um, mm. you'll actually do better in all of those areas, you know? So if I had, if I had to go back, mm. I would focus a lot more time into those things and not just like pound it, you know, ground and pound every single uh -huh. day. Okay, so your advice is make time for everything. Everything, yeah. I mean, always just balance, just balance you know, and, okay. and realize that it's actually, you can get more done with 40 good hours in a week than mm -hmm. you can 80 half, you know, uh -huh. not good hours in a week, right? And a lot of entrepreneurs don't realize that. You know, and they Absolutely. feel like they have to like solve every single problem immediately. And mm -hmm. to be successful, you have to be able to make choices. And you know, and that's yeah. For me, that's that's been everything. You know, I've been much more successful in my later thirties because of that. You know, so uh -huh. so basically, you distribute your work right now, mm -hmm. but that time you were doing it all your by own. One hundred percent. Yeah, everything. Okay. So what is that one life lesson which your job has taught you that everybody should learn in, at some point in their life? 
Interesting. Um, one life lesson. I, I guess. Um, I guess I alluded to it in the the previous question, the, the previous answer. Mm. Um, I think that life is so unique and it's all all encompassing and there's so many different directions you can go and choices you can make and things like that. And Mm -hmm. I think you have to slow down and just like really take it in. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's so important and so many of us don't do that. And a lot of things, you know, we're very, people are very driven, you Mm -hmm. know, and they can be driven in a number of areas in their life, right? Not just work. But I think ultimately you will have a much better quality of life. Like the people you work with, everyone around you will have a much better quality of life if you embody, you know, that kind of balance and that, um, you know, the stop and smell the roses kind of philosophy, right? Mm, Absolutely. So tell me, did you always wanted to like, did you dream to become a real estate agent? Definitely not. Uh, (laughs) Definitely not. it was not a career. It was not my first career. Uh-huh. Um, ultimately, I um, I was in the music industry, as I said, for about ten years. And um, yes. at that point, I'd moved to New York City, and I had started a job in New York City working at a record label, uh, signing yes. artists. Yes, and you told me. Yes, they um, they shelved the department. So unfortunately, we got all everyone in the team, including myself, got let go. And uh-huh. I like we had no I found real estate completely by accident from like a Craigslist post. And uh-huh. my first job in real estate was actually working for an investor, helping them do acquisitions. Uh-huh. And um, so I would just knock on, you know, three to five hundred doors a day every single day helping them to find people that might want to sell their house and things like that right Mm -hmm. you know it teaches you a lot of grits i'm glad i found it but i'm not going to tell you 20 years old or even Mm -hmm. 25 years old or 30 years old that was like my dream it was just something that kind of kind of came into my life and you know i'm thankful Mm -hmm. for it okay yeah you are thankful for it aren't you yeah definitely (laughs) okay so what is your favorite productivity hack for entrepreneurs? My favorite productivity hack um, is sleep um, more than anything. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's, God, there's so many like, give us so many salesmen out there, right? They're like, oh, you just, you could sleep three or four hours a day and just, you know, like pound yeah. it. Like, yeah, yeah. That stuff I think is the absolute worst first advice in the world because you can do that for a little while right uh, yeah eventually it's going to catch up to you eventually like the rent comes through in your body right and you have to like you have to find so i think having a good balance and kind of owning your day right so going to bed at the same time waking up at the same time every day mm-hmm. and actually have direction in your day Mm-hmm. But you can only really do that if you first start with the adequate amount of sleep, right? Because if you're only getting a hat, you're only able to perform if you like suck down a gallon of coffee or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's gonna, you're not gonna be at peak performance, right? So you, it's not even, it's simple, but it's worked so well for me. So sleep, yeah, sleep more than you need to, you know? So, uh-huh. or you think you need to, so. Your, so, body, your body will thank you or your body will pay you dividends for sure. Sure. Why not? 
so if you could start a business tomorrow okay hmm? what business would that be i probably would start a if it was in the real estate space if i would probably even if know, it is in real estate so this is kind of what i'm thinking the first thing i'm thinking is is something more along the lines of mhm universal consumer education for future home buyers. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is for example there is there's not a good resource right now for anyone to go to that's like I want to buy a home so what do I do what are my you know what are the things I need to learn who are the people I need to talk to things like that it's very like archaic mm-hmm. in the way that it's designed right now uh, the, the industry the whole world is designed so you know i meet 10 different clients over a year mm-hmm. and they'll have 10 different philosophies on what it's mm-hmm. uh, what it's like to actually become a homeowner right and mm-hmm. i would start something that hopefully becomes kind of a you know a well versed resource like a like the khan academy of real estate or something mm-hmm. like that because what ends up happening is a lot of people especially in my generation our generation they just mm-hmm. google everything and Unfortunately, it doesn't always lead you to the best results in real estate. You know, mm-hmm. there's um, you could do a lot more by having kind of, I guess, a one-stop consumer advocacy because Zillow is not doing it. Truly, you know, none of those places are doing it. None of the brokerages are doing it. And yes. yeah, so yeah, I don't know exactly what that looks like, but that would be <laughs> kind of the thirty-thousand foot view of that business, right? So, uh, okay, I got you. so tell me uh, what do you think how important are connections in a business yeah i mean you i mean but as well if you don't have a if you don't have a consumer to buy the product mhm and no matter what it is right whether you're selling houses or bagels um mm. or pizza you know you're not you're not going to stay open right so you need yeah. to have so ultimately you know as an entrepreneur right uh you know there's that whole philosophy that you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with right uh-huh. and um i think that's very vitally important uh-huh. in any business because you want to be surrounded by people that are abundantly minded mm-hmm. and have a can do kind of attitude right um if you're surrounded by a bunch of people who just complain all day then you're just going to complain all day right yes. um so from like a I guess a peer to peer standpoint I think it's vitally important mm-hmm. from a just giving your product to the market standpoint people need to discover it so mm-hmm. you need to have awareness right and yes. obviously people need to remember it for something positive <laughs> so yeah okay so that's awesome to hear now tell me where can listeners find you online like if they want to reach out to you where can the listeners find you sure you can just i mean the best thing to do is just go to my website which is just damonbodine.com my first mm-hmm. and last name yes um that will point you to a real estate profile with phone number email everything else right um mm-hmm. pretty simple right if you yes. want to email me you can just email me damonbodine@gmail.com as you did Karen and yes you know i'm a i'm a relatively uh I get back to everybody um mm-hmm. as quickly you know so yeah sure yeah so you can reach out to him via his email 
and uh, you can visit his website ramonbodine.com for indians so so that they type it right and uh, that's all for today's episode of the sparkling entrepreneur show uh, today we had damon bodine with us and thank you so much damon for being with us today i really appreciate your time and uh, thank you so much guys bye i'll see you inside the next